WCHD3 Detroit, KMPS HD3 Seattle, WBMX HD3 Boston, and on AOL Radio and Yahoo Launchcast. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now 248 545 Soul. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. What do you do when a deceased friend calls you on the telephone? Can we harness the energy of parallel worlds? How afraid should we be of aliens? Uh, very. Hey there, and welcome to the 452nd edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and those many and varied questions came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad. So we return to Open Lines this evening with a deep stack of emails from listeners on so many paranormal subjects, it is ridiculous. Yeah, well, I don't know. What, what the heck keeps us going? Yeah, it does. So let's get right to it. All right. Why don't you sit down and I'll well, hand you the first Well, you see, email. this chair is very loud. Well, I'm sure that, that people will forgive us. They, they know us well enough by now. Anyway, this is from... hate mail. <laughs> That's only on the other station. Anyway, Jim from Quincy, Massachusetts. Pretty. So Jim writes you to us. Strip that. Thank you. No. Uh, I really agree with you guys that uh, anything that comes out of a UFO cannot be trusted. The whole idea that we should be very careful about anything in the paranormal sounds good to me, but especially about aliens. If aliens are are really what uh, you guys say, I heard your podcast with Nigel Kerner, and he and people like him agree also. Keep bringing us those great shows. Well, funny, you just said that. That, that wasn't... Wait, what did I just say? You never trust an alien. I said, well, how afraid should we be? I said, uh, very. Yeah, okay. Uh, not really. Well, of course, a number of questions arise here. Nigel Kerner, of course, is the British author and uh, speaker whom we have had on the show uh, several times. And uh, he is very mistrustful of these things. As a matter of fact, he believes that they're uh, sort of um, here to steal our essences, so to speak. I actually... Was I there? Shows. Yeah, he's been on a few times. I don't, I don't remember them very well. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm the one who should have the memory failing. Anyway, well, um, I, I, I think this is a, a problem. Uh, I'm a little disturbed with people who just assume that these, uh, whatever they are, are they even alien? Well, what is it? Fields. What do you mean by it's it? It's in all fields too. I mean, it's like too trusting. Yeah, people, people can be too trusting sometimes of well, anything. Yeah. Really. Well, that, that's what always struck me early in my my career was that people would just automatically believe anything that came out of a Ouija board or a seance or the, whatever, the, or the ascended masters or aliens or whatever was they thought was talking to them. Ascended and uh, very often they didn't question it. I thought that that's extremely reckless. That's kind of scary. Uh, as I've often said, I don't believe half the people I meet you know, on the street, never mind you know, these cosmic critters of some kind. So I think that it is a, it is a good lesson. Uh, but again, it, it you, know, you answer one question in the paranormal, you think you do, and ten other questions arise. So what are these things? Are they aliens? And what do you mean by the, an alien? You know, a physical being from another planet who's come a couple of billion light years to, to meet us? I mean, or if maybe. you were an ancient Greek, it would be anyone who wasn't from Greece. <laughs> That's right. Or it could be someone from the neighboring town. Well, we've come to grips with the Klingons and the denizens of the Planet of the Apes in our culture, so we've expanded the envelope somewhat. But the question remains, you know, well, still, are these what, what they appear to be? Well, what if it's not what we expect them to be? 
mean, well, that's they could have eight yeah. heads and like twenty legs, and that's an alien. Or no heads and no legs. I mean, th- th- or this is. Yeah, I mean, th- they could. Uh, these are all things. See, we. Th- this is my constant gripe with things in general, and with the world of the paranormal in particular. We see things out of our own very, very limited understanding. I wrote the, the, the very limited parameters, usually, of our five senses. Uh, hence the idea that, you know, something lands and some weird creature gets out. It has to be somebody from another planet uh, or a time traveler. Things that are within our uh, scope of understanding. Uh, you hear the voice of somebody who died. Ah, it's got to be their essence. It's got to be a ghost, you know. And uh, maybe it is. But on the other hand, you know, we can get into the whole parallel world thing and people, worlds where they never died and they intersect and all kinds of things that we, we probably can't imagine. You know, this comes up when we're talking to these exopolitics oh, people. Yeah, exopolitics. Exopolitics. And, you know, and I respect it. I hope it's correct. But it's generally the view that we should prepare ourselves for contact with with beings. Um, well, then and, there's the whole disclosure thing. which Well, is, that goes with it, yeah. Yeah, which I, oh, I don't really agree with that. Well, we had, of course, uh, uh, Gary Hesseltine, a good friend uh, from the British police, uh, on last week talking about that very thing. He agrees with uh, Steve Bassett, who's been on the show several times, the great uh, activist for disclosure, who helped organize the citizens' hearings on uh, UFO disclosure. Well, they seem to think that we're ready for this stuff, and I don't think we are. (laughs) Well, even before that, I agree with you, but even before that, there's the issue of, you know, can you approach, if this is what this appears to be, and things in the paranormal never are, can we approach them on an equal level? Will they approach us on an equal level? Stan Friedman points this out. Yeah, because, you know, to them, we're just basically a bunch of warring tribes. Yeah, that's exactly what Stan says, yeah. And he's, he's not wrong. No, not at all. So I think, you know, we're, I don't know how many, well, if you look at really a century almost of UFO research, in particular, most, most seriously since the 1940s, uh, we still don't know what we're dealing with. It never seems to go anywhere. Hence the idea that a lot of um, religious believers will say, well, it's, it's demonic. It's all demonic, you know, because that, that, that doesn't work either. But, I mean, we do encounter situations where uh, what appear to be alien beings uh, or or something like that do turn out to be what we consider parasitical entities well i mean it's like if if you have a new neighbor move into your house next door you don't you don't know the person mm-hmm. like if they could just come over and just be like oh hey can i come in your house blah 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 yeah. they, you don't you don't know what's there that actually happened to us when we moved here uh yes it did I don't, you know they're okay now but it was uh, they were so used to being friendly with the, the people who lived here before us that they just sort of took over. But anyway, uh, yeah, but that, that, that's a po- possible analogy to the situation. So uh, I think it is very wise to be cautious, to question everything, uh, but to realize that even our questioning is, is faulty because we have this very limited perspective. And I asked Steve Bassett that one time, and you joined me in asking the question that uh, what if the truth, we even asked uh, Gary last week, what if the truth of this is so horrible and so beyond our imagining that it would really create serious social and uh, pro- political, religious problems, psychological problems. Uh, what if it turned out that we really are a, a prey race deliberately created to feed these things uh, in some way, as these parasites seem to seem to treat us that way? Well, he's like, well, we don't care. We need to know anyway. No, so they want to know. They want to know. And th- then that goes beyond. What if the government 
doesn't know? Yeah, I was just going to say, what if they don't what know? What if they're just as much yeah, in the dark as we are? Yeah, what's to say they know anything? I just like, have the feeling that, that, that this thing we're on the trail of in Connecticut, all this stuff that was going on, yeah, was not necessarily the government. No. Even these armed guys. So, no, I, I don't know. I, I mean, We've never gotten beyond square one with this whole question. No, no, not at all. I mean, it's like... They, they don't know everything. Everyone's like, oh, the government, blah, they know everything. Well, so that's not really true. No, no, I don't it's not really true. I mean, if you look no. at the news, I mean, they, they're, they're, there's some stuff in there that makes me wonder. Yeah, well, they're, they're no more organized than anybody else. No. And I was in the military, and believe me, no, they no, couldn't keep, organize keep, a chess game half the yeah, time. Yeah, to as, keep secrets like this, I mean, you you Well, need, attention as they may th- be. There's no way. Yeah. No way. No way. With all due respect to no. the military on this Memorial Day weekend in the U.S., uh, with the greatest respect. But it's not like we're insulting them. I mean, yeah. I think people just give them way too much credit. Yeah, the government in general is just is not. People people are not rational. People are no. not organized. No. So in any case, there are so many questions that arise with this that it's uh, almost impossible to answer. All right. Here's another one. Uh, I've got a couple minutes here. This is from Chris with a K. So obviously female in Santa Barbara, California. Alrighty, so Chris writes to us. Chris with a K writes to us. Uh, hey, Paul and Ben, uh, your show is the best. Thank you. Uh, I have heard you guys talk a couple of times about uh, this case in Connecticut where people might have been testing portals for generating power. I'd love to hear more about that. Do you think we could really get power from paranormal phenomena or other sources? Huh. Can we move on to something else? Because I do not want to talk about this on the air. Oh, no, no. Uh, no, I see. No, you don't have to talk about the case. We, we, we no, talked no, about it. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we talk about that every other show. Yeah, but, but well, it is a legitimate question, and I'm thinking of a guest we had who um, – I wish I could remember who it was. It's back in the podcast, but remember he was talking about uh, the future of what the, what the paranormal could do for us. Who? Phil and Brogow? No, no. Um, you sure? No, it was someone more recently than that. Uh, but in any case, no, his idea no. was that I was hoping that he'd say, well, we, we could learn to use the multiverse, and but he was more interested in generating power – from paranormal sources and things of that kind, using paranormal abilities to uh, to transport, well, any uh, teleport, as you as you might say. Well, that's really limited, isn't it? Well, you wouldn't mind it in your commute to school. Well, yeah, thirty-five but I'm just, miles. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's it's longer than that. Well, it's a long time, right? Anyway, so, uh, that does all right. So, all right. So, well, we'll, we'll with all due respect to uh, the writer, we'll, we'll Chris, we'll, we'll get back to that some other time. All right, here's one from Jamie J. in Lynchburg, Virginia. Alrighty, so Jamie writes to us, How come you guys are not in the spotlight at paranormal conferences? <laughs> Most of the speakers are whack. Or, or maybe oh, that's the one I needed you to translate that term for me. Being so I think old. it might be wackos, because it's not spelled the correct way. Most of the speakers are... They might be. It might be the speakers are whack or the speakers are wacko. Oh, okay. I don't really know. Well, here. anyway, he doesn't like the speaker. All right. Right. Okay. Right. So the idea being that how could, well, you know, I, I must say that we are most of the, the conferences, uh, other than the UFO conferences, are organized as from what I can see mostly by the the ghost hunting type of people. community. Yeah, that don't like us, and they don't like what we have to say. No, no. Uh, ruins, ruins I ha- I have spoken at. Well, we have spoken. We we spoken. We have been to a few conferences. Uh, I particularly have been to uh, several, and um, uh, although was, we, we were well received in Parkersburg in '03, although you were too, you weren't really involved yet. No, we were very well received actually. Well, that was different. I mean, most of the stuff that we're invited to is mostly UFO stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. Uh, I do appreciate that. We, we would like <laughs> Our to main go to more. area of expertise. We're not even invited to any conferences. 
no, I know. Again, they, they generally, plus, you know, another thing, I, I've heard this through Grapevine. We would be invited, but there are two of us, and that's twice as expensive to bring us in. That's what people feel. Really? That's yeah. A, that's the only reason? That's not the only reason. Also, they don't like what we have to say because we don't, we don't follow the party line. No. However, we, uh, I have spoken to a number of... Uh, well, anytime we do... Whatever like... I have, it's been well-received. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know, whatever. I mean, we don't, we don't go looking for it. If anybody asks us, that's fine. But uh, we don't go out of our nice way. Of you to, nice of you to ask. To, uh, no, the, the show, this is our forum. Yeah. If anybody uh, wants to sorry. hear us, they can listen. One minute. Okay, one minute. Okay, in that case, we better hold off on this. You are listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio. And we'll be right back to continue our open line show and all these very interesting emails, which I think uh, contain some pretty good questions. So stay with us. Enlighten, empower, enrich. This is CBS Radio's The New Sky. New horizons, no boundaries. Thank you. 
Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOUL. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. Welcome back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I am Ben. This is Paul right here, and we are just about to start a new email. So if you're just tuning in now, we're going to... It's going to be like you're listening to the show from the beginning, sort of. All right, one way to look at it. Joanne from Chandler, Arizona, writes... Greedy, uh, Joanne writes to us. Hi, Paul and Ben. I have been totally stressed since this happened, and I hope you can help me. Okay. Uh, The other day, I got a phone call from a friend who has been dead for 10 years. My iPhone rang, and it was her. I knew her voice, but I didn't think she heard me too clear. Uh, I, it was a bad connection, and it, but I knew it was her. I, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I would know her voice anywhere. I can't tell exactly what she said, but she sounded calm. To make it more sketchy, I got this number long after she died. She died in a car crash, and I never heard from her uh, anyway. Or, I never heard from her until then. Uh, what does all this mean? Please help. Well, I don't know exactly what kind of help you want. However, um, call her, make her stop. Well, she only did it once, so yeah. I mean, if she's calling you, I mean, her... stuff like this happens all the time. Yeah, I mean, you know what I think of is is the forty one case. Well, iPhones are just strange in general. I mean, my friend yesterday tried to call somebody, and it said it picked up on their end. But there was just an echo of his voice into the phone, and he was—he would say something, and then it would repeat it back to him. Well, the guy wasn't dead, was he? No. Oh. oh no, no, no. I mean, yeah, but yeah, like the forty-one thing. I mean, that was. Well, yeah, that know. was. Uh, we had uh, Dave Kane on uh, last year, I believe. Uh, all the, the years fly. We've had him on multiple times, and he's told the same story. Yeah. Well, usually not. He always tells station. that one story at least once. Yeah. Well, what, what, so. the, what, that, what the 41 cases that we're referring to is that uh, there... It's not really a the, case. It's sort of like... Well, no. I, it was well, sort of happenstance. Yeah. Well, anyway, the, the thing is based on the 2003, the, the terrible nightclub fire here in Rhode Island in, in 03, February of 03. And the youngest victim was a young man uh, by the name of, of uh, O'Neill, and, Nicky O'Neill, and he was... Uh, in the uh, apparently overcome by smoke during the disaster, a hundred people died in that terrible fire, uh, and everyone in our state being so small, it was or the state being small, people were we were all touched by it. We all knew people, and we all or had relatives, and it was just just awful. So, in any case, uh, uh, several a day a day after the fire occurred, his parents did not know, had not heard. They knew he was there. They didn't know one way or the other what was going on. They were going crazy. Uh, they hadn't heard anything, and it, was, it took the authorities a long time to sort anything out. But in any case, the, uh, the cell phone rang, uh, Dave Kane's cell phone, and the um, caller ID said Nikki, as it usually would. And uh, he hasn't known was there, but uh, and he later found out that the phone had been uh, pretty much made unusable by the uh, fire hoses and the, the fire damage itself, and there was uh, no way that that phone could have been used. Uh, at first, he thought, well, maybe one of the EMTs was just trying to uh, uh, ID him by using his cell phone or whatever, call uh, the number that might have said dad. But that, that wasn't true. The, the authorities later told him the phone was unusable. So uh, that is just one example. And there are many more dramatic examples. Of, I've heard many times over the years people 
hearing from loved ones or from people they don't even know who later turned out to have passed or translated and uh, or friends or old friends in this case and it um the whole phenomenon is electronic, really. Uh, electricity seems to be behind world boundaries and uh, contacts and things of this kind. And there are always electrical consequences to when these things occur. Uh, for example, uh, even what would go into a case I always ask, or we always ask, uh, has your electric bill been high lately? And they say, well, gee, it's a funny question, but yes, it's been through the roof and we don't know why. Because uh, particularly in parasite cases, but not always parasites, uh, these things will feed off the electrical system yep. when they can't get you, you know. Uh, and even in non-parasite cases, as I say, there do seem to be electrical consequences and factors involved in how these things manifest. I mean, there are just like strange little burps in space and time that happen like this. Yeah, and uh, th- there could be uh, certainly the electronic world uh, calls that cross world boundaries. I mean, the person could be perfectly okay in a very close parallel world. It's very similar and using the phone and somehow might come to you here. I mean, that's not crazy. That's the sort of thing that kind of happened. Another thing I noticed in cases, I started noticing this very early on was that it's always the electrical appliances that are somehow affected. People will say, Oh, well, it starts up my TV or the microwave uh, works or, or the, uh, the DVD player will start up on its own or lights go on and off. Well, it isn't necessarily, quote, the ghost, unquote, doing this deliberately. I suppose it could be, but I don't know how. Um, it, it's probably the electrical uh, byproducts of the world crossing that allow this, whatever this is, to manifest Hence to Hence why the signal was crappy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's funny in that. And you, see, you find that with digital cameras, too. Yeah. There's a, um, I don't know, it seems that when we do tend to get things on digital cameras that are really strange. There are some exceptions to this, but uh, entities of some kind, the, the whole thing will be blurry. Because, why? Because the world boundaries are blurred, and you're looking at several different at the same time. And we've actually had, have photographs where you've got different rooms even simply superimposed on each other, and there's no way for that to happen in these cameras. So uh, I think the, the electrical factors may have something to do with this here. So I guess your, your question is, was it really your friend calling you on the phone 10 years after her death. Well, what do you think? I don't know. Well, that's an honest answer. Well, it could be if, it, if she's calling from a parallel world where she's still thriving. Well, maybe. I would like to know one thing. Did, now, now, 10 years ago was a long time. You seem like a young person, and uh, uh, Joanne, and I'm, I'm thinking that maybe I'd like to know, was her voice the same as it was 10 years before, I think you were both teenagers or children at the time, was it the same voice or had it matured? That would be an interesting question to answer. I'd like to know that. So that would be uh, something to find out. So I, I just, I, I don't know, I just, it's a common phenomenon. I think it's electrical. I think it involves crossing world boundaries usually from time to time. And that's, um, I don't know, about that, all you can say about it. That's that. Yeah. Next email. <laughs> and, and, well, no, no. She, no, she asked for kidding. help. I'm, and, just, I'm just kidding. Okay, I know, but, but but I think it's a matter of just calming down, not being upset about it, because there are all kinds of logical reasons for it. Yeah, I mean, there's like for our point. Yeah, I mean, stuff like this happens with people's radios and. Yeah, I mean, I don't as, think you need know, the whole EVP thing. I take that with a 
pillar of salt, but nevertheless, the electronic voice phenomena where you think you get recordings of people's voices and all that. And it's, all, it's all connected electrically, I think. Yeah. Some sort of uh, perhaps a common process of some kind. But I don't think you have anything to worry about. Uh, if, if it persists, I'd get back in touch with us. But at this point, it is from what you say, it's only happened once. And uh, just before we, we leave this email, I'd like to know, uh, is there anything else going on in your life or in your home that might give you reason to worry from a paranormal point of view, that something that might possibly uh, be affecting you that could uh, be related to this or whatever. But if not, I just don't see any reason to, to be overly concerned. Okay. But again, you know, keep in touch with us if that's a problem. Okay, this is from Chuck in Chilliwack, British Columbia. Pretty, so Chuck writes to us. Nice, nice short emails. We like that. Yes, yes, we do. Hi, guys. Can you tell me where the idea, tradition, memory, or whatever of our life flashing before our eyes when we die came from? I've always wondered that. That's an interesting question. Um, I've never been asked that before. That's usually what our guests say to us, so nobody ever asked me that before. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I assume he might be talking maybe maybe the question of the multiverse point of view what does that mean is that have any connection to our point of view on what happens when well i mean it's like when you're supposed to when you're like about to die or whatever your entire life flashes before your eyes well i've heard of that near-death experiences too haven't you well yeah i've never talked to anybody that's actually had that happen well i have that's just oh okay i thought it was just some sort of weird pop culture thing uh because I've been doing this, uh, you know, 43 years longer than you have. So I have a chance to run into more stuff, mate. So, uh, yeah, the idea being that supposedly, uh, and it's, it's almost like a, a part of folklore, but it does, I have been told that it is pretty much, uh, pretty much true that when you are about to die, or if you're having a near-death experience, or even if you're in great danger of some kind, when you... Um, it's kind of really distracting, don't you think? I should think, especially if you're in a car and you're about to get hit by a Mack truck. That's, that's pretty distracting. Yeah, but uh, apparently it's unbidden and it, it happens very quickly. But things that you had completely forgotten will run through your mind. Now, of course, the scientific approach uh, for what that's worth might say, well, these uh, they often, as they say often, the neurons are firing wildly in your brain and the you know unbidden memories and thoughts will come up because everything is... Well, that doesn't mean it's not happening. I don't know. That's true. <laughs> But of course, what you're in touch with is another is another question because memory and I don't we happen to believe that memory and imagination and things like this are non-local. In other words, they're not located in your brain, which is why they can never find exactly where they are. They're shared. And Carl Jung talked about you know, the great psychologist Carl Jung talked about the collective unconscious. Yeah, the collective unconscious. And uh, so we sort of tie into that, and that's where all the. Uh, what would you compare it with the cloud today? The cloud. Yeah. Maybe. This. Well, in other words, you get this, this oh, off-site oh, storage that. of movies or stuff or I information. That. I don't trust it. No, I don't either, but the point is that it exists yeah, and yeah, it might yeah, be yeah, analogous like to the collective unconscious. Or you could use the internet in general as an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like an unfiltered, bottomless pit of just stuff. Yeah, so it's not in your computer, it's, but your computer's in touch with it. Yeah. So that might be some sort of analogy to what we actually experience. So uh, why that occurs at the time? I don't know. Nobody really knows. I have um, never had it occur to me, really, although there will be times when, uh, you know, I'm in, uh, I don't know if it's an altered state, but, you know, meditating or something, and things that I had totally forgotten about consciously, and subconsciously they're always there, have, have come up. Uh, I talk to people all the time, and I remember particularly someone in uh, Augsburg State Hospital when I was working there in the 70s as a student and as a seminary student and as a grad student in psychology, 
uh, who would say that they'd come out of a coma and said that their life would flash before their eyes and, and the things that they... And it wasn't necessarily bad. You know, the, the, the theological implication or the pop theological implication is that you've got everything bad you ever did comes back to you. Well, this wasn't necessarily true. This person related many uh, happy memories. They'd totally forgotten things about when they were a child. What's well, this strange Western self-loathing? Yes, it is, Yeah, I, which I don't really understand. I don't really get it either. Yeah, which has led to the beliefs we have about the paranormal in the West very often. So, The uh, spirit with unfinished business. Yeah, all that business. Um, and, you know, maybe it's true, but I, I just, I've just never seen it. You know, 43 years, going on 43 years I've been doing this, and Ben now seven or eight, and, and just, there's just no, I haven't seen it. Uh, I just see it from an entirely different point of view. Maybe that's my background. So as far as uh, why this occurs, uh, I don't know. But I will say this, the whole phenomenon of the near-death experience and the whole, everything that happens in the brain has, uh, if you believe evolution as it's portrayed by Darwin, and that's been modified somewhat, the point of view, but nevertheless pretty much stands. Everything that's evolved in us has done so for our survival. And uh, one wonders, uh, well, what one would have to believe in that case that there is a survival value to this yeah. experience. So uh, whether you believe it or not, that seems to be the case. So nobody really knows uh, the answer to this. However, uh, there must be some value to it, and people have learned from it and have been changed positively because of it, as they have with some near-death experiences. So that's really about all we can say on that. But in any case, it is break time again. We're halfway through the show. And it is Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio. And we're listening and reading various emails and trying to answer them as best we can, shooting out our ideas. So we'll continue with that when we come back. So stick with us. Are you tired of feeling stuck? Are you ready to feel healthy, clear, and grounded? Is it time to feel like yourself again? Hi, this is Shay Parker, founder of Best American Healers. If you answered yes to any of the questions that I just asked, NowAgeWellness.com can help. Danita Nicole, also known as Dee, is a spiritually based healing practitioner who founded Now Age Wellness. Dee has trained under master teachers to perfect her healing techniques. I personally recommend Dee if you are looking to reclaim yourself in more ways than one. Learn more about these services at nowagewellness.com and let your healing begin. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on, get paid. And they say it gets colder You're bundled up now Wait till you get older But the media man begs to differ Judging by the hole in the satellite picture The ice we skate is getting pretty thin The water's getting warm So you might as well swim My world's on fire How about yours? That's the way I like it And I'll never get bored Hey now, you're an all-star Get your game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star Get 
CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal. With Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOUL. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. Okay, here we are, and we are continuing with our emails uh, on this open line show. Uh, you can call us, too, by the way. I never seem to mention that, but uh, 248-545-7685. That's Two four eight five four five soul, and uh, you're welcome to talk to us this evening. We usually these people usually choose to communicate with us by email, though. So in any case, this is uh, this is one from Brittany in uh, De Quincey, L- well Louisiana, I suppose. Okay. Um, Ben's stepped away here for a minute, but how are y'all so certain that you know about ghosts? Also, I want to know what kind of recorder can I use to ghost hunt for EVPs. I'm very interested to learn. Okay, well, the first question first. How are you all so certain that you know about ghosts? Well, if a combined uh, 50 years of experience means anything. um, But, of course, no matter how long you've been at this, you have your own theories, I think. Most people follow the uh, spiritualist line uh, that goes to spirits of the dead and that, you know, and that all this business is material world versus spirit world, and that's how it works. It may, maybe they're right. I, however, have never seen that in all these years of working in this field. Uh, what I see are, as may, all, all longtime listeners know, parallel worlds interacting with one another, parallel worlds in which we uh, live in... We, People live in many of them, bodies and all, and that when they die, or as we say, translate in one, they simply continue in others, many others. And uh, so the whole, that, I think that kind of transform the, transforms the whole ghost thing. And I began to wonder that way back in the 1970s when I followed pretty much the party line, because that's really all there was at the time, and started 
investigating paranormal cases and seeing certain things, hearing things, usually in the presence of witnesses, and it just didn't add up. The old theories just as, did not seem to do it adequately. And uh, there, there seemed to be too much ma- physical or material, uh, too many physical or material factors in these cases to, uh, for that to be, for the spiritualist explanation to be an adequate uh, explanation at all. Uh, I often use the case of hearing vehicles pass by, hearing people yelling, uh, various day-to-day activities, and I'm thinking particularly of several uh, old farm areas where the farm wasn't there anymore, but you could still hear the sounds, and things of this, which did not indicate to me that we were dealing with dead people at all, Uh, more like somebody who was still going about their life in a parallel reality. Yelling at people. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah or the, this this case, the guy was yelling at his horses or his ox. Yeah. Uh, here's here's the, the question. Just read it. Read it. Talk amongst yourself. So uh, th- that sort of got me into a whole different uh, uh, vein here. And uh, I suppose there are many who have a vested interest in the old ideas, uh, as in people do in many fields, and don't want to hear any new ideas. However, the... These are not my ideas. They have been taken up by many, many people. Uh, there are paranormal groups that contact us that say, well, we, hey, you know, we use your theories. But I just have a sneaking – and then I respect that, and I, I hope we can give some support and help to some new ideas. But I have a sneaking suspicion, I think you do too, Ben, that we've got the Western mind again at work here, which categorizes and separates rather than combines things, and that way – you've got some possible problems with trying to interpret things according to the multiversal well we're not really well theories yeah we don't really know anything i mean this is just our best interpretation so no one really says that we know what we're talking about yeah exactly (laughs) so uh, really in response to the question uh we, we do the best we can do the more you learn in life the more i've found that you don't know and i think that you have to realize that and then I think we've occasionally have people, we run into people all the time who, you know, this is it. This is what we know. I'm thinking of one particular author who was uh, not too far from here, who was um, a personable fellow, but just uh, does not seem to brook any point of view that's not in accordance with the old ideas. And, and it's when these things be, I think that's when these well, things become unscientific. Well, it's like, it's because our idea isn't marketable. No, I suppose, well... We're being told that it's becoming market. When you know, over the years, well, it's not producers... about being marketable. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean marketable? That's the only that uh, one guest we had on once said our idea doesn't work because it doesn't sell. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, well I mean, most things that that are having have a lot of value don't necessarily sell well to the the public. But I mean, we have a pretty decent listenership on this show, so we're told, and. I mean, are, these are not these are intelligent people. The questions we get, and Rosemary Ellen Guiley pointed this out last uh, the last show she was on. She was so this is a compliment to you guys out there. Yes, it is. It is, and uh, we have a very intelligent listenership. We don't really get a chance to thank you guys that much. Yes, so and thank, uh, thank you. you, thank you, thank you very much. Because nobody serves that, or very few seem to serve that particular audience. Mm. Uh, well-educated people who, uh, or even people who are, who are, are very intelligent, because being well-educated and being intelligent are not the same thing. Yeah. And uh, the people who have a probing, 
questioning and intelligent approach to these things who want to know what's what's behind the paranormal, you know? And there's our show title. That's right. So, in case you didn't know. So, I, I, it's just a matter of, um, I don't know, just a bunch of, I like to think we're, we're a bunch of honest people who consider, especially when people write in these questions, that we just look at these questions in, the, in, in, in as intelligent a manner as we can. We try. And we, and we try. And uh, maybe we can make some progress. Maybe we can't, but, we're, but we do try. And I think it goes farther than some of the old ideas. So anyway, we're open-minded, and we know you are too, and that's, that's the answer to that. So, Okay, well, let's... Uh... Oh, uh, did you answer the second part of this question? Oh, I, be- I beg your pardon. I don't think I did. Yeah, the, okay. there's a second part, like uh, what recording ah. device oh, sorry, be Brittany, best yes. used for uh, EVPs. Thank you, Bevan. You're welcome. Okay, recorded use for EVPs. EVPs, as we said, of course, are electronic voice phenomena. They are a relatively... Um, Recent, in my experience, anyway, phenomenon. Was the yeah, only, they're not very well known. You only go back to the 80s, and I go back farther than that with this. Uh, we did have, it's funny, though, on, on my first case, which I had six other people with me, we went to the famous Lost Village in northeast Connecticut, and we actually brought tape recordings, a tape recorder with us. Now, when I say a tape recorder, I'm talking about an old cassette oh, yes. tape recorder. You know, this is way back in ancient times, you know. The uh, dinosaurs were grazing in, in the, the town square. Anyway, this is all over, overgrown and wooded. And it, we did uh, try to record. We didn't get anything, but we tried to record some things that we actually heard, particularly, as I've said a number of times in talking about this case, the voices of children that were rapidly moving up and down a brook right below our position. Uh, we couldn't see anything there. It was an unnatural movement in the sense that there were a bunch of children laughing, and they were, it was as if they were in a car going back and forth. And this was totally wooded. There was no road, nothing. Uh, it had been an old mill site to serve this, this very small village in Connecticut. And we tried to record. It was quite uh, loud at one point, and we rec- didn't get anything. And we got the katydids, the bugs that were singing in the trees. It was August, a rather hot period. And uh, so I suppose that's kind of EVP in reverse. So I would suggest, uh, Brittany, do not use a, an old-time cassette tape recorder. <laughs> Probably wouldn't work very well. No. People get all this digital stuff. Um, I, As I say, I personally take EVPs with a little bit of grain of salt, but I rely on photography, so I'm, I'm perfectly well open to it. I did use it several times in, in cases in the old days. And I remember one time I uh, left a house. Nobody else is in there. I put a, a tape recorder. Again, but this was a cassette tape recorder on uh, the stairs to the bottom of my old colonial house here in New England. And when I came back and played it back, there were the sounds of a dinner going on. People were burping, and I was there, which, which was acceptable in the 18th century, actually, uh, <clears throat> as I'm told. And uh, people were talking, you know, you could hear glasses clinking. It was a time thing. I mean, these weren't dead people. I mean, they were having dinner for Pete's sake. And uh, that's where I, one of the things that helped push me toward this this parallel world thing rather than the you know the uh, matter versus uh, spirit kind of business so uh, I would say uh, and I'm not a big proponent of this but I would say uh, probably any standard digital tape recorder Ben you're an audio you're majoring in audio video you'll put a lot of stock in that yeah okay well a lot of people it can be affected by a lot of things it can I know a lot of people professionally in radio particularly whom I talked with long before you came along uh, and get into it professionally that uh, they, they just had never heard anything like this, and they worked with sound and recordings all day long, day in and day out. 
Uh, I've always had doubts about people coming back from Gettysburg, for example, and having a, uh, a voice on some machine, which is relatively clear, saying it was a Confederate soldier, but using 20th or 21st century terms and uh, with, a, with a, an, a local accent from somewhere else. I, <clears throat> that kind of uh, made me suspicious. So I just don't know about this. I would say any, any uh, supposedly any digital recorder will supposedly pick these things up. Uh, that's about all I can say. Uh, but again, there are many explanations for why these things come yeah. out. I mean, there's all sorts of like radio waves just hanging around in the atmosphere, waiting to be picked up. Exactly. By something. Well, when I was in the Coast Guard, uh, there was uh, I was mostly here in New England, and there there were radio operators at at life saving stations and Coast Guard bases who would receive calls from vessels that were no longer around, or, or apparently it was almost like they'd been delayed in the atmosphere or something. And there are a lot of stories about that. So there are a lot of again electrical explanations for these things. But it's time for another break. And you're listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS News Sky Radio. We'll be right back. Enlighten. Empower. Enrich. This is CBS Radio's The New Sky. New horizons. No boundaries. I can hear her heartbeat from a thousand miles. Yeah, the heavens open every time she smiles. And when I come to her, that's where I belong. Yet I run into her like a river song. She gave me love, 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 She gave me love, 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 She gave me love, love. She gave me love, 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 crazy. She got a fine sense of humor when I'm feeling low down. Yeah, when I come to her, when the sun goes down. Take away my trouble, take away my grief. Take away my heartache. I like a thief. She gave me love, 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 She gave me love, 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 crazy. She gave me love, 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 She gave me love, 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 crazy. Yeah, I need her. Yeah, I need her in the night. I need her. Yeah, I want to throw my arms around her. I need her. And kiss and hug her, kiss and hug her tight. Yeah, when I'm returning from so far away, she gave me some sweet loving. Brighten up my day Yeah, it make me righteous Yeah, it make me whole Yeah, it make me mellow Down into my soul She gave me love, 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 love Crazy She gave me love, 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 love Crazy 
Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOUL. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. Welcome back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. My dad, I thought he was about to hit me for a second. <laughs> I was uh, signaling you to do the intro. And uh, you need to do the bat signal so that I know. The bat signal. Yes, do the that Eno first. Signal. The Eno signal. Yeah. Uh, yes. So welcome back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. This is Paul. I'm Ben. And we are about to delve back into our enormous mile-high stack of emails. All right. Well, this is an interesting one. This is from... It's about the material world. It's from Ted in Waterfleet, New York. I know how to pronounce that because I've been there. Wait, is that a W up there? Waterfleet? Waterfleet, New York. That's Pennsylvania Dutch. Hi, Paul. Uh, really enjoyed your show with Rosemary Ellen Guiley. Uh, was it me or did you ease up on your ghosts are not spirits opinion a little? Yes, he does that with people he likes. Uh, you seemed open to... <laughs> you really? do. You do. It's true. You do. Well, finish the bloody letter. All right. You seemed open to her idea that uh, some ghosts might actually be spirits uh, and be able to keep their memories and everything else uh, by way of the collective unconscious. All right. Uh, wait a minute. What, uh, yeah, okay. Well, that, well that, that's interesting. There were several points I did not have a chance to get to in that show. Well, she just talks so much that, like, you can't really... Well, you weren't even... Well, Ben, it was his particular show on another station. Ben wasn't there, and uh, Rosemary and Gally filled in as a co-host. I'm sorry, I didn't mean show. to throw you under the bus. No, 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 no. That's, that's Honesty is always sorry. good. Sorry, sometimes I'm just No, I, I guess I, I do tend to uh, look at the good side of people, and I, I like a number of, ro- of people. Rosemary's one of them. Uh, I like a number of people you don't like. Yes. When we have his guests. Yes. Then uh, I would be very happy to co-host a show with them. However, okay, I see what um, uh, Ted is getting at here. Uh, I, I, I suppose I do go easier on people I like. Okay. Uh, that does not necessarily mean I agree with them. Yes. There's one point I did not have a chance to bring up in that discussion, and it was the idea, that, well, the basis of the discussion was essentially that, that <clears throat> uh, I have never found any evidence that ghosts are in the com- best sense of the word, are actually spirits, although such things must exist or else they would not be able to cons- be conceived of in the multiverse. Uh, but it's yeah, like, that's a good point. But it's like worlds where people can fly. Uh, it, is, it is very likely, according to many physicists who believe this particular theory in this way, that the, those worlds are very rare among uh, like, the worlds of the multiverse. No, why uh, so? Well, because the physical laws... Well, maybe they're not rare. I don't know. Well, because if that's true... If they're then... infinite, how could anything be rare? That's true. So, but, th- but that, that's the opinion. I'm not saying it's my opinion. Paradoxes. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but th- that makes the point that there may... Uh, in my opinion, there are, are uh, relatively fewer worlds where people would be pure spirit. Whatever that may be, because everything's energy. Even, even, even matter is energy. But I'm always stressing the material nature of many of the paranormal experiences I've had, and that, that's the basis of, of the discussion. I don't believe in the old spiritualist point of view. I don't believe, as I've said before, then that again, it's good enough. Well, then, that, then to answer the simplest of questions, what is spirit? Well, that, that's a good question. I don't you know, know why we've never asked that. 
No, it, it, yeah, I think that's something we should get into. What well, is spirit? To get to get to the larger whole, I mean, you have to ask little questions first. Exactly, that's right. Let's do a show on that. But to answer this immediate question, I did not. One thing I pointed out was I didn't believe that that within, if you don't have a body, you're still you. I don't think that you're entirely you without your body. Your body is is not. And somebody wrote in. You know, this was prompted by a question. Somebody wrote in saying, "Well, the body is just a shell or a comment. I should, body is just a shell." Everything's contained in the spirit, and you know it's bye bye, and the body just falls away. Yeah, you know, we're, we're not butterflies. <laughs> no, I think yeah. Well, I mean, they have cocoons and butterflies, I suppose. Yeah, but th- that's a possible analogy that's, just, that's been that, used. That's a really Western notion. It's a very Western notion. The it's idea, and again, it gets bad. down to matter is bad and spirit is good, but both are really forms of energy. And maybe it's my theological training in which the the physicality of the whole. Uh, Christ event is pounded home right and left, here and there, everywhere, uh, right down to Thomas, you don't believe it's me, I'm not a ghost, put your hand in my side and see, see that I'm not a ghost. All right, and that whole idea. But it goes way beyond that. It goes back to my experience, too, because I don't believe theologically a lot of things I used to believe. But my whole experience is that these are people going about their business, and we just talked about some cases where that occurred. And uh, they're not spirits at all in the sense of... Yeah, you know, even having... there's like experiments that people do with quote-unquote hauntings where they throw flour on the ground and get footprints. Exactly. If, if that's not physical, then... They've been involved in that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. It's, it's, it's like, oh, well, it's still a spirit, but it's walking. And yeah. It's like, what? I mean, you're dealing much more with time and crossing, crossing parallel God, worlds it... and complete physicality, in, my, in our experience anyway. But there is something else I didn't point out when I was talking to Rosemary about that. Now, she, she is a very intelligent investigator, many, many, many years' experience. And, uh, written, but her field's more ufology. Not really. You know, she's written like 60 books, 50, 50 books, and it's just uh, all kinds of different stuff. She's real. We've, we've referred to her as the Parason, paranormal renaissance woman before. Have we? Yeah, Maybe I just was, I've heard, I just don't remember it. Yeah, it was way back. A couple we, of years we, ago. We gave that title time. to somebody else, too. Or renaissance man. Yeah. I forgot who it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, well, all right. Anyway. But one of the things I didn't point out was that uh, in the multiverse idea, the idea of, of people leaving their bodies and still being in touch with, if you want to call it the collective unconscious, okay, and uh, still being in touch with that and having access to their memories and imaginations and intelligence and all this business. Uh, yeah, that's plausible, too. But there's one fly in the ointment with that. As well as having access to the collective unconscious and from many different worlds, your body has not died in many, many, many parallel worlds as well. I think that has to be considered because it's all still you. You're not different people. Well, you are different people in different worlds, but it is all you. You are one super personality, one super uh, being, I suppose, person. And again, taken to its conclusion, it's, it includes all of us. So there, there is a sort of unified consciousness, but there's also a unified physicality in my experience with this. And that's, that, that I didn't have a chance to bring that up because, again, these shows are only an hour. and that's, uh, So I think that might have um, added to that argument somewhat. But we kind of had to move on. We had a lot of emails that night, as we usually do. So um, we got two minutes? Yep. Okay, we better wrap it up. But anyway, thank you for everyone who's ri- written. Uh, please uh, continue to do so, and uh, we really enjoy these these uh, open line shows. So indeed, all right. So um, here we go. Check out our websites behindtheparanormal.com, where you can find over 500 free podcasts and past shows, 
And also check our site at www.newenglandghosts.com where there are case studies, photos, along with articles by my dad. Yeah, and many different things having to do with the paranormal. Uh, check out my books also, uh, Barnes & Noble Nook, e-reader, and Kindle, Amazon.com, and any, any other store can get them, of course. And if you buy my books on either of those websites Ben just mentioned, you will help us keep those podcasts free. Uh, the books are uh, Faces at the Window, Footsteps in the Attic, Turning Home, God, Ghosts, and Human Destiny, and uh, there's also one about Rhode Island history if you happen to be interested in that subject. Uh, also on our sites, you'll find a direct link to the city of Moore, Oklahoma, devastated by last week's tornado, terrible thing, and to their donation page, and to several other charities, a lot of them for veterans, both American and Canadian. So please check out that at the bottoms of all our website, uh, welcome pages, too. Uh, so many thanks to our producer, Brandon Jackson, and we will see you next week. And we will have uh, Dr. Jesse Marcel, Jr., son of Major Jesse Marcel, the first Army intelligence officer who responded to the scene of the Roswell, New Mexico UFO crash in 1947. So get your questions in via online fo- the online form, the new online form at BehindTheParanormal.com or email to paul at BehindTheParanormal.com. In the meantime, tune into our Boston Providence Drive Time show on WON 1240 AM, OwenWorldWide.com at 6 p.m. Eastern every Monday. Uh, check out, again, those podcasts on our site. Leave it this evening with a thought from musician and poet George Harrison. If you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. I'm Paul Eno. And I'm Ben Eno. And thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey, and we shall see you next time.